check out my new book, Reach All Readers at reachallreaders.com. When you pre-order, you'll get special access to my Science of Reading mini course. Learn more at reachallreaders.com. I recently published a blog post about the difference between balanced and structured literacy. When I shared it on Facebook, I got a lot of feedback. Comments like this one. Yes, as a former advocate of balanced literacy, you put all my thoughts down into this blog. Love this. Another person wrote, your openness about your initial frustration or even anger at the negative commentary about balanced literacy allows others to relate and not feel alone. From someone else, this is such a powerful, important post. Thank you. I know this will make such an incredible difference to so many people on different stages of the same journey. Having this gives us all a tool we can use to show people starting the journey that we know the information isn't easy to hear and we aren't saying they're a bad person or a bad teacher for not knowing. I know from experience that when you're trying to find information about the difference between balanced and structured literacy, you often find articles that make you feel attacked. My purpose is to educate and empower you. Stay tuned for an audio recording of this blog post. Welcome to Triple R Teaching, where we encourage you to think differently about education by helping you reflect, refine, and recharge. This isn't just about trying something new as you educate those entrusted to your care. We'll equip you with simple strategies and practical tips that will fill your toolbox and reignite your passion for teaching. It's time to reflect, refine, and recharge with your host, Anna Geiger. You are listening to Triple R Teaching, Episode 42. What's the difference between balanced and structured literacy? Balanced and structured literacy are two different approaches to teaching reading. They have things in common, but when they're referenced in the same breath, they're usually pitted against each other. I considered myself a balanced literacy teacher for many years. It's the approach I used in graduate school, the approach I used as a classroom teacher, and the approach I used to teach on my website and in my online course. However, after a great deal of research into the science of reading, I now see things differently. I now advocate a structured literacy approach to reading instruction. This isn't to say that I did every single thing wrong as a balanced literacy teacher, or that balanced literacy teachers today aren't getting anything right. Nor do I think that we have to throw away everything with the balanced literacy label. But it's time to take a good look at what we're doing when we teach children to read. What's the difference between balanced and structured literacy? Let's start with the definition of balanced literacy. This is from Fountas and Pinnell in the first edition of their book, Guided Reading. Balanced literacy is a philosophical orientation that assumes that reading and writing achievement are developed through instruction and support in multiple environments using various approaches that differ by level of teacher support and child control. The fact is, if you ask 20 different balanced literacy teachers to define balanced literacy, you'll likely get 20 different definitions. It's just not well-defined, but most balanced literacy teachers will say, as I did, that they teach reading in a way that meets everyone's individual needs while also promoting a love of reading. Balanced literacy came about in the late 90s as an answer to the whole language and phonics debate. The hope was that it would provide a much-needed compromise by using the best of both approaches. To many people today, though, balanced literacy is a dirty word. What went wrong? Why is structured literacy coming into favor? Many will tell you it's just another pendulum swing, but I think it's much deeper than that. Let's start with a definition. This is from Hal Malko at the International Dyslexia Association. 
The term structural literacy is not designed to replace Orton-Gillingham, multisensory, or other terms in common use. It is an umbrella term designed to describe all the programs that teach reading in essentially the same way. Here's the thing. I used to be a strong balanced literacy advocate. I never thought I'd be writing an article or recording a podcast comparing balanced and structured literacy. I believed in balanced literacy with all my heart. I became very angry when I read articles that slammed balanced literacy. The article said I wasn't teaching phonics. I was. The article said I was teaching guessing. I felt I was teaching my students to be strategic. The article said I should be doing more explicit instruction. I felt that my mini-lessons served that purpose just as well as a 30-minute whole-class lesson that would likely bore half my class. The articles criticized my lack of a structured curriculum. I felt that I knew my students much better than a scripted curriculum any day. The articles said balanced literacy didn't work. Well, I had plenty of anecdotal evidence that it did. Here's the thing, and this is something we all need to take note of. Balanced literacy works for some children. Many children do learn to read without a lot of explicit instruction, but it doesn't work for others. Explicit instruction is good for all children. It's absolutely essential for many of them. In other words, if we use a balanced literacy approach, we will not reach all of our students. Here's the key difference, I think, between balanced and structured literacy. Balanced literacy is centered around activities that surround children with quality literature and promote a love of reading, whereas structured literacy teaches the structure of language through explicit, systematic, sequential instruction. Balanced literacy teachers typically teach the essential components of reading, phonological awareness, phonics, fluency, comprehension, and vocabulary through these structures. Read aloud, shared reading, guided reading, independent reading. Teachers tend to be more focused on the activities themselves than on the skills. On the other hand, structured literacy teachers may include read aloud, shared reading, small group instruction, and independent reading in their days, but they're focused less on activities and more on the structure of language. Phonology, sound simple correspondences, syllables, morphology, syntax, and semantics. Let's move into a summary of the differences between balanced and structured literacy. I know that not everyone will agree with my characterizations, but this is how I see it. We'll tackle the differences one by one. Difference number one. In balanced literacy, we typically see a haphazard approach to phonemic awareness instruction, whereas structured literacy includes systematic, sequential instruction in phonemic awareness. Through the work of David Kilpatrick, we've learned that phonemic awareness may very well be the missing key for struggling readers. It's essential that we give daily lessons in phonemic awareness. Our students need lessons in phoneme isolation, blending, segmenting, and manipulation. If you're a balanced literacy teacher, an important change you can make is to do 10 minutes of phonemic awareness instruction every day. You could try Hegarty's easy-to-use curriculum, which is my top pick, or free lessons you can print at Reading Done Right. I also recommend hands-on games that you can find in my phonemic awareness bundle in my shop. Difference number two. In balanced literacy, phonics lessons are typically quite short and may not follow a scope and sequence. In structured literacy, phonics is taught through an explicit, systematic, and sequential approach, usually through a purchased curriculum. As a new first grade teacher many years ago, I had to use a scripted phonics program. I hated it. 
It moved too quickly for my low readers, and it was immensely boring for my strong ones, and for me too, as a matter of fact. It moved too quickly for my low readers, and it was immensely boring for my strong ones, and for me, actually. It also took way too much time out of our school day. I received permission to ditch that program in my second year of teaching first grade, and from then on, I had a very I'll-teach-it-when-you-need-it approach to phonics. Now, I'm fully aware that many balanced literacy teachers do have a structured approach to teaching phonics, and I say hooray for them, but it's not the norm. A strong phonics lesson is 20 to 30 minutes long and has most, if not all, of these components. A phonemic awareness warm-up that connects to the phonics skill, explicit introduction of the new sound-spelling relationship, blending practice, word building, practice reading decodable text, and guided writing practice. And while there are still pretty boring phonics programs out there, there are many hands-on programs that allow you to meet multiple levels in one classroom. Difference number three. Balanced literacy teaches rote memorization of high-frequency words. In structured literacy, high-frequency words are taught according to their phonics patterns, and even irregular words are taught explicitly. For years, I thought it made perfect sense to teach kids to memorize long lists of high-frequency words. That's why I created a whole series of sightword books that taught high-frequency words through repeated exposure. I've since removed those books from the website because I've learned this isn't the best approach for teaching high-frequency words. After all, kids don't store thousands of whole words in their brains. That's not how the brain learns to read. A better approach is to teach a small number of, quote, sightwords to get kids started, such as the and is, and to teach the rest when you teach their related phonics patterns. As for irregular words, you can still be explicit about teaching them. I have a series of free sightword lessons, so high-frequency word lessons, and accompanying decodable books. You can find them on my website, themeasuredmom.com forward slash learn to read, and you'll also see a video there about how I use them. Difference number four. In a balanced literacy classroom, beginning readers read leveled texts using the three-queuing system. In a structured literacy classroom, early readers read decodable texts that include already learned phonics patterns. This difference right here is the one that made me realize I could no longer support a balanced literacy approach. If you consider yourself a balanced literacy teacher and do not teach your students to solve words using the picture, context clues, first letter, pretty much anything that does not include sounding out the word, please let me know because as far as I know, this type of teacher does not exist. This is a hallmark of balanced literacy teaching. I never, ever thought I would denounce the requeuing. You have to know that. I believed in it with all my heart. But after studying the science of reading, I can no longer support it. If this makes you bristle, and believe me, I know how you feel, I encourage you to listen to an episode I published a few weeks ago called What's Wrong with Three Queuing? For years, I resisted decodable books because I was sure they would kill a love of reading before it could start. After all, wasn't every decodable book boring, stilted, and nonsensical? Turns out, I was wrong. There are actually many quality decodable books just waiting for you to discover them. In fact, I talked about that last week on the podcast. And you can also go to my website and find my top picks for decodable books. It's themeasuredmom.com forward slash get decodable. Difference number five. In a balanced literacy classroom, there's typically a greater focus on the meaning of the text rather than on the accuracy of what is read. Structured literacy teachers correct misread words, and they encourage their students to sound them out. This sounds crazy, but for years I believed that sounded out should only be said as a last resort. I thought that it was much better to ask my students to consider what made sense, because isn't reading all about comprehension? 
Well, yes, it is. But reading comprehension is a product of decoding and language comprehension. So you should check out my podcast episode called What the Science of Reading is Based on. I think the traditional use of running records leads many balanced literacy teachers to believe that getting the general meaning right is more important than sounding out every single word. In fact, I recently published a blog post called Rethinking Running Records. Difference number six, balanced literacy teachers believe that students get better at reading by reading. Structured literacy teachers will tell you that students get better at reading by learning and practicing the code. So this one's a little tricky. Kids need to practice reading, whether or not they're in a balanced literacy classroom, of course. But first, they need to learn to decode the words, which they learn through explicit instruction. As a balanced literacy teacher, I had my beginning readers fill their bags with just right books, leveled books that required them to use three cueing to solve the words, because I thought that the more they, quote, read, the more they'd pick it up. Now I know that after kids have developed the habit of connecting the phonemes to the graphemes, in other words, sounding out words, reading practice will help them orthographically map the words, in other words, store them in their brains for future instant retrieval. Finally, difference number seven. Balanced literacy teachers believe the point of reading instruction is to get children to love reading. Structured literacy teachers believe the point of reading instruction is to teach children to read. This is not to say that balanced literacy teachers aren't concerned with teaching children to read. Of course they are. This is also not to say that structured literacy teachers don't want children to love reading. Of course they do. But structured literacy teachers understand something I didn't get for a long time. Success breeds motivation. I recently heard that in a podcast episode from The Reading League. You should definitely check out their podcast. When you teach children to read and they see they can do it, that they're actually pulling those words off the page by connecting the sounds to the letters, that is what gets them excited about reading. So this was probably my longest blog post ever, so it's time to wrap it up. Before I do, I want to address a few criticisms of each approach. Critics of balanced literacy say it's haphazard, teaches bad habits, and puts the cart before the horse. These criticisms were immensely insulting to me, not so many months ago, but now I get it. By not teaching skills in an explicit, systematic way, I was missing many of them. By teaching my students to use the picture or context to solve words, I was teaching them habits that would not serve them when they got into third grade and the harder texts that came with it. By thinking that we need to focus first on comprehension, I was putting the cart before the horse. I was expecting my students to comprehend what they couldn't even read. I had to teach them decoding first. Once their decoding became more automatic, they could develop fluency. Then comprehension came into play. Critics of structured literacy say it's boring and drill and kill. They claim it stifles fluency, ignores comprehension, and kills the love of reading. I'm not making this up. Those were my criticisms of structured literacy. Now I know that explicit, systematic teaching does not have to be boring. When a knowledgeable, engaging teacher combines the art of teaching with the science of reading, joyful learning can result. Now I know that while it's a little painful to hear kids sounding out every word instead of flying through predictable books, it's a necessary part of the process. I learned we can focus on comprehension when a child can sound out words quickly enough to remember what was read. Until that time, we focus on comprehension through interactive read-alouds and through conversations with a principal, school psychologist, and many former balanced literacy teachers, I finally get it. We've got to teach kids to read before they can love it. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
I just wanted to let you know that I'm currently working with Becky Spence, my colleague and co-creator of our online course, Teaching Every Reader, to thoroughly update and revise the course to reflect the science of reading. So we're going to be reopening the course on Monday, May 3rd. Mark your calendar because the doors will only be open for a week. So make sure to join my email list so you'll get notified when the doors open. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again next week. That's all for this episode of Triple R Teaching. For more educational resources, visit Anna at her home base, themeasuredmom.com, and join our teaching community. We look forward to helping you reflect, refine, and recharge on the next episode of Triple R Teaching.